Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your own body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. That's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctor. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Here's an HIV pill dilemma for you. Picture the scene. There's a rooftop sunset with fairy lights and you're vibing with friends. You remember you've got to take your HIV pill. Important, yes, but the fun moment is gone. Did you know there's a long-acting treatment option available? So catch the sunset and keep the party going. Visit PillFreeHIV.com today to learn more. Brought to you by Vive Healthcare. Konnichiwa, my sisters. <laughs> well, hello. Come on, Carmen San Diego. Where in the world is the vibe? I love it. It's in Tokyo. Shinjuku Nikome. Okay, okay. All right. On that international note, I'm Sam Sanders. I'm Saeed Jones. And I'm Zach Safford. And you are listening to Vibe Check. This week... It's just a tea. Child, I know. Look, this is tea. the moment you This is Lipton. one of those episodes where it's like, I know, I know the true vibe check girls have been like, is it Wednesday yet? Is it, it time? Really, and I want to say, some of you, I did not know you listened to the show. There are friends of ours that are reporters at Variety, Hollywood reporters that were literally tweeting this week. Can't wait to check in on the vibes this week with Vibe Check. Just because they know that we will be messy about girls losing their jobs. Girls who deserve to lose their jobs, by the way. And we will get into that. Remember that Lose Your Job song? So if you haven't picked up on it already, we are talking about Don Lemon losing his job at CNN, and also Tucker Carlson being fired at Fox News. So we can't wait to get into that. And we're also going to be taking some letters, DMs of desperation from some of you uh, this week, because a lot of you are going through some heartbreak. <laughs> Yo. You know, look, even if you aren't a white supremacist or a messy, messy black gay man in cable news, in the case of Don Lemon, the girls need some advice. I think it's a really turbulent do. time and folks are a little lost out here. So Very lost. We put the call out yesterday and mm. we were flooded a lot of y'all are going through it and a lot of y'all are lonely it's real it's real bless y'all all for sharing we are so grateful for <laughs> listeners who feel so open with us but we'll take about two of those letters a bit later in the show we will so with that how are we all doing before we jump into this teapot today Said, how are you doing Woo, child i mean i'm so glad to see your faces and be talking with you so this is 
the first that I've shared, but one, over the weekend, I was in LA. I was at the Los Angeles Times Book Festival. I had a great time. I got to spend some time with Sam and our friend Tracy of the wonderful book podcast, The Stacks. If you love books, if you love talking about them, we highly recommend listening to The Stacks podcast. But just before my plane landed in LA on Friday, I found out that Caesar had a medical emergency um, and, and needed to get a, a surgery, basically. And um, and he's okay. He's doing okay. We just brought him home. Haas is here with me, too. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. But it was one of those weekends where, you know, crisis is always, it always throws you, right? You're never like, oh, yay. You know, mm-hmm. a total terrifying situation is here. But it does, in those moments, maybe of quiet among all the worry, you know, you are reminded, I think, of who shows up for you. And Sam in particular, you and your boyfriend, oh Alex, goodness. and Tracy, right? Like, yeah. we, 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 I spent time in Sam's beautiful backyard. Y'all, by the way, now I get it. <laughs> Now, now I know why Sam never leaves. You know home. Why I don't I was leave like, the house. You got a whole, <laughs> I got you got a spread, whole garden situation back here. Your fire pit, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, it was like Sam making time to just like sit and and not. We wouldn't even necessarily talk about what was going on with Caesar because I was so worried, you know, or or going to dinner with Tracy. I just felt all of my friends in person on the phone. You know, I just felt that me and Caesar were like circled yeah. by by friends and warriors, and I really appreciate it. I mean, happy to do it. I was in awe of you the entire weekend because I knew what you were going through, but I also saw you having to be the star of the book festival. You know, every event you went to, every room you walked into, you have to be on. There are people who Mm -hmm. love books and poetry who are there to see you, and you were engaged the entire weekend while dealing with a lot. So I stand in awe of you for that. But I'm also just glad that, like, I got to be around you, you know, over this weekend and, like, the support that we can offer to friends, we're always happy and grateful to do it. It's a blessing mm-hmm. for us as well. And let me tell you, this dog stuff is no joke because like Ooh. on the one hand, you're like, well, it's not a human. But on the other hand, it's almost even deeper because the mm-hmm. dog can't talk to you. You never really Damn. know what the dog is thinking. You just see their eyes. And then yeah. these vets hold pet owners hostage. <laughs> Whatever amount they say, you're going to pay it. And it's like when they hit you with that first number, you're just like, wow. Yeah. You're forced to make a lot of decisions really quickly to support your pet. And though none of us obviously are like doctors, physicians, or nurses, I think the other thing with pets, like you're saying, one, they can't communicate. So you're like, please just tell me what's wrong. But also (laughs) it's like, you know, their bodies are totally different. So you don't even, it's like, I don't need, I've learned so much about the spinal column of, of, of weenie dogs <laughs> yeah. you know, this weekend. It was just out of my depths. And it's like, we talk so much about ways to get our vibe right and the songs and the movies and the stuff. And all of that is great. But also this weekend, I was like, nothing. I'm getting emotional. That's okay. Um, yeah. Nothing can take the place of deep friendship. Nothing mm, can yes. take the place of you know, the people who can allow you to be vulnerable and can sit with you or get on the phone and text you. And um, I knew that, but I know it so much deeply, so much more deeply. So I'm just grateful. Yeah. Yeah. We are grateful for you and for Caesar. Yeah. 
We are. We are. And I, I was out of town this weekend. And when we found out, I was already gone. Mm-hmm. And one, I was already said that I was missing Saeed. And then two, to know that Saeed was here and Caesar was dealing with this circumstance in Columbus just made my heart break. But I, as a as a lady of the pod, was so happy that Sam was here and yes. available. And, and like very much by your side as I saw. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> was, Sam was a good. Sam showed up. Sam, Sam and all actually, the ancestors showed up. Yes. And I will Sam, say, and you know, you, look, this is hard. You know I've been through a weekend because of what I'm about to say. Los Angeles was lovely this weekend. The oh weather my God. was great. He's really in distress, I had some great y'all. He was meals. in distress. <laughs> <laughs> Los Is Angeles was And y'all were right. Y'all must have gotten a lot of rains because I was like, damn, even on the highway, the flowers it's were green. It's green. Zach, were you in New Orleans? I was in New Orleans. Oh, I snuck okay. away. And you know what I kept hearing about was that Saeed Jones, one, loves New Orleans, and two, Baldwin & Co. Bookstore is where Saeed oh. Jones goes from people in New Orleans. Wow. <laughs> so I was there. I was there for a quick weekend away. It was Craig, my boyfriend's birthday, and he'd never been to New Orleans. Oh, so we okay. went to New Orleans for a quick trip. And um, I now want to go to the Betty Ford Center after that trip because <laughs> I just feel like I'm okay. sweating alcohol. <laughs> it just like- Caesar's not the only one who she, needs to heal now. Is that no, what you're saying? I mean, I need like some okay. hands to be laid upon me. That's called a rehab. Uh, it's just like you just drink all day and you yeah. can walk and drink, which I really love. Like uh-huh. I, I love a walk and I love a cocktail. And to be able to do both at once is amazing. And you also just, like, you compare New Orleans to LA. LA is like that girl with the green juice, mm-hmm. the salad, love a et cetera, et cetera. New Orleans, no, you're They're having a boy. You're having fried chicken. <laughs> yeah. You're just drinking. You're drinking all the time. So it was really lovely. I love New Orleans, but it made me think of Saeed so much there because you had just been there. And I began like navigating the city through your recommendation. Okay. So it's funny. I was yeah. like, I was like a fan of the show in mm-hmm. real time. And people with me were also like, isn't that what Saeed talked about? I was like, God, y'all really be listening to the show. <laughs> yes. don't you? It's yeah. one of my favorite cities in the US because you are in the United States, but you're really in New Orleans. I think Miami is kind of like that. Yes, you yes. know, cities that because of their history and it has everything to do with race, ethnicity, immigration. There's a you know, like these these port cities that are mm-hmm. just they're a part of our country, and I'm so proud of that. But yeah. also, they are a part of themselves, and New oh, Orleans yeah. is very much like that. Yeah, Sam, how are you doing today? You know, I'm good. I was thinking hanging out this weekend with Saeed and Tracy. And, you know, this was like after a week of having some of my friends in town. My boyfriend had some friends in town that stayed with us. And I'm just really grateful and happy that I can be around my people in person. It's been like a good week and a half of just my people around me. And, you know, I think I've mentioned this before, feeling like we're finally beginning to reemerge from pandemic life in this year. It's felt really clear to me these last two weeks. The weather's better. I'm seeing my friends IRL. And I'm just grateful. I'm really grateful. I think there are a lot of people who were really knocked down by the pandemic and are still having a hard time getting back up. And when I think of my circles and myself and the people I love, we're generally doing okay not counting the emergency dog surgeries, but I'm even sure about Mm. that. That dog's going to be okay. I believe it. But I'm just grateful that like my tribe is still there and we can still gather. Mm. So that's what I'm feeling. I'm just so grateful for my people. I mean, to that point, two things. One, (laughs) and I was so excited to tell Zach about this. It was my first time getting to go to Sam's house and then meet the dogs and (laughs) and all the beautiful home. Yeah, record. But within, I was in that house within three minutes, and Sam was showing me bottles of Insure. I was like, "Damn, girl, I listen. have a drawer in my <laughs> for my Insures." 
Well, before we get into the rest of the episode, because I know y'all are like, come on, girls, get into the tea. Um, we want to also thank you for sending your fan mail. And you're right. I mean, especially this week with the advice questions, we were getting text, DMs, Instagram messages, and emails. You can always keep it coming at VibeChat at Stitcher. Com. And we also want to mention that we have a special Met Gala episode, Gala, not Gala, we all learned the hard way, <laughs> uh, episode oh. coming out next Tuesday morning. That is May 2nd. So watch out or listen out for that. <laughs> you get two days in, in a row. Yeah, vibe check. look out. Wow. Like vibe check, vibe check. Ooh, I kind of want to call it Gala. Gay. Right. Gala. You get right. it. You get it. it. But don't say that in front of a fashion industry person. You'll oh, never really? hear the end of it. Oh, oh, my God. They're like, it's gala. I'm like, okay, gala. I too watched Ocean's 8. You ain't slick. Anyway, y'all ready to jump in? Let's jump yes. in. All right. First, we are going to talk about the big news of the week concerning Cable news, we've already addressed this, talked about it briefly, but two of the biggest stars on two of the biggest networks in news lost their jobs this week. Tucker Carlson over at Fox and Don Lemon at CNN. Besides trying to talk through the sound of rejoicing you hear all across large swaths of America, I want us to talk about what all this feels like and what it means. i got to start by asking, were either of you surprised by either departure? i got to say I was. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. Honey, gobsmacked. I got to tell you, I mean, I was in line. I was like taking off my shoes, still holding on to my phone. The Tucker Carlson news had came, and then the, I saw Don Lemon. And I feel like we were as shook as they were because, as oh, yeah. we now know, Tucker Carlson was informed of his firing. That's what it was. He was yep. informed just 10 minutes before that news went public. And then I don't even know what kind of device Don Lemon used to type his little message, but it was very clear <laughs> it that looked he like had only found, I think, from his of, like, Google Docs. Yeah. Yeah, girl. I was like, is this from a PowerPoint? <laughs> yeah. Don Lemon said that he found out from his agent and didn't get a face-to-face call with CNN brass, although CNN denies that claim. They said no. <laughs> yeah. And then Tucker was told Monday morning, and in the announcement they said, and his last show was last Friday. Whoop. There will be no on-air sign-off. That's when I was shook. Yeah. So with Tucker Carlson, because, I mean, there's so much to get into. My first thought when I saw, because it was like parting ways with Fox News. He is mm-hmm. so influential. He is arguably the, oh, the yeah. he's the toxic, but he's also the cable news host, right, of this era. So my first panic thought was, oh, no, he's planned this all along. Is he about to mm-hmm. announce a run for office? But I think oh. when I realized that it was, like, goodbye and you're not going to do a farewell episode, I, that was yeah. my beginning to realize, oh, this might be messy. He got sacked. He got sacked. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that briefly, you know, why these two men were fired. Seems a little simpler to understand with Don, But the tucker of it all is kind of interesting. So we've been seeing the headlines for weeks now that there was this very big settlement between Fox News and Dominion Voting Systems. Dominion sued Fox for defamation because Fox claimed that Dominion was part of election fraud that cost Trump the election in 2020. Carlson was a big part of that lawsuit because texts and emails from him were all shown to the public during this investigation. And you find out Tucker hates Donald Trump and thinks he's stupid, and he hates his Fox bosses. 
So a lot of folks were thinking, well, that's probably why he got fired, right? The executives found out about all these mean and nasty things he was saying about us behind our backs. But media reporters in the know were saying as soon as Tucker was fired that the real reason might be because of allegations of a toxic and sexualized workplace at his show. Mm. So there's a lot of reports about this, but one of his former producers filed a lawsuit in New York accusing Carlson and Fox of sexism and harassment. Apparently, in the part of the building where Tucker makes his show, he had hung up a mocked-up photo of Nancy Pelosi in a bathing suit revealing cleavage. And then they would do things on the show sometimes where they would poll staffers about which female candidate for Michigan governor they most wanted to have sex with. That was a kind of environment that Tucker was creating. So many people say, actually... It was about that. It wasn't about the other stuff. And actually, I was listening to David Folkenflik speaking on NPR yesterday as he was parsing these examples. I didn't realize it was like a poster of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah either, that whole thing. But even fun. as he was talking about it, he was like, also, I have to step aside personally and say, I've been doing reporting around Tucker. Like, you know, just we're both in the same place at the same time. And David Folkenflik said, I can think of an experience where in front of me, he used a sexist term for women that starts with the letter C several times unapologetically. And David was like, I turned and was like, what are you doing? You do not talk like that. And he was like, what? I'm right, though, was Tucker's reaction. So it's clear there was an extensive pattern of sexism and misogyny. And we'll recall what finally took out Bill O'Reilly were harassment, you know, allegations. Damn, you know so much has happened. I can't even remember what happened to Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was leaving voicemails for staffers basically asking them for sex. Yeah. 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 And also, like, just, like, being very brutal on set, using sexist language wow. on set, screaming yeah. at people, all of that. Just hostile work environment. All of it. Yeah. They're all, all a bunch of monsters. You know, masculinity yeah. is a sickness, and these men are very, very sick. Well, what I find so interesting, and I want to talk about this for a second, what does this say about Fox News? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they are not going to be actually held accountable on the air after this big lawsuit. They settled Mm -hmm. with this voting company, but they never have Mm -hmm. to say that they were lying. And it seems like they're prepared to settle again in the future for lying on the air. But they will take action when the workplace gets a little too sexist. So it's Mm -hmm. interesting. On the one hand, I'm always happy that a company gets rid of bad behavior like that. But there's other bad behavior that they're still okay with, it seems. Yeah, and I I think this is true in a similar way, actually, with Don Lemon as well. Watching people, understandably, I mean, we all were wrapped. Everyone was trying to figure out what was going on. Is it because of the lawsuit? Mm -hmm. Is it because of the other lawsuit? Is it because of, you know, I I think instead of thinking of this as like, we're going to find the single line item that explains what happened to Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon, think of it as a knot, You know, it's a Mm. constellation of issues. It's not any one thing. And I think with Tucker, because again, he's so powerful. He's bringing in so many viewers every night and all that kind of stuff. It's hard for us to even fathom the scale of his reach, right, at 8 p.m. on Fox News. But then also it's like if you're coming from the perspective of someone like Rupert Murdoch, it's like every time you check your phone in the last two weeks, Mm -hmm. there's another issue, whether it's this lawsuit around misogyny, whether it's the settlement and all the money that that's going to cost. And you were finding out he's texting and talking about you personally yeah, about you? behind your back. Yeah. I can see how all yeah. of that catches up. Yes. Well, and if you're Fox News, you know that he's actually replaceable. Before Tucker Carlson, there was Bill O'Reilly. Before Bill O'Reilly, I think it was Glenn Beck. 
they'll find another star. They can do that. Yeah. Zach, what do you think about this? It's a few things. And I think both CNN and Fox are trying to play the same game, but it will end very differently for both of them. You know, Fox is by itself in a class of itself. There aren't a lot of conservative news channels that have its dominance and its viewership and its ratings and all these things. Rupert Murdoch owns a lot of things. News Corp is very powerful and he can build a new because he owns the mm-hmm. New York Post. He owns a lot of papers globally. He can make a new star where CNN is not as well footed right now. You know, their their profits are down. They're not doing well. Don Lemon wasn't even doing well on that morning show right. while yeah. also being sexist and an asshole. He has been in controversy for years. People do not like that man. Like it was just a matter of time before the other shoe yeah. fell. And they've also lost, you know, Chris Cuomo and so many other people. So CNN is definitely going through a huge identity crisis and trying to find their new footing. They're launching that new show with Gail King and Charles Barkley. What's it called? King Charles. King Charles. King, Charles. King, Woo boy. Something but it's I a non-news show. It. Yeah. Huh. yeah. They're about to launch all those non-news show just to save themselves. But I think they're in big, big trouble. And Don Lemon is also in big trouble. I don't know if yeah. Don can like launch his own media company. I'm, Tucker Carlson yeah. can. And let's talk about our sister Don. So let's go to the reason why he's gone. Yeah. So yeah. first we got to point out for those who don't remember, what's believed to be one of the final straws for Don. Back in February on the air, they were talking about Nikki Haley, who had just announced her run for president in 2024. Uh And Don Lemon said, on the air, next to a woman, that Nikki Haley as a candidate was past her prime as a woman because she's 51. Isn't that even younger than Don himself? He's 57 years old. Oh my goodness. And let me tell you, that man is obsessed with looking young and being young at all times. Some nerve, sir. So yeah, so the Nikki Haley comments happened. Um, His co-hosts were clearly upset and frustrated, and many, many viewers were. That led to um, a deeply reported, and if y'all, we can put it in the show notes if you haven't read the story, from Variety. The title is Don Lemon's Misogyny at CNN Exposed, which showed like really like a decade-long pattern. But also, I want to remind people, I've never really seen it for for Don Lemon, and I'll be honest. After Trayvon Martin was killed, was murdered in Florida, Don Lemon aired an advice segment titled, quote, Black People Clean Up Your Act, and with some of his advice, presumably to prevent murders such as George Zimmerman shooting a teenage Black kid, was to pull up your pants, finish high school, Mm. stop littering, your neighborhood, stop having babies out of wedlock. Um, another example, when interviewing, and this I believe was in 2014, Joan Tarshish, one of the many women who bravely came forward to accuse Bill Cosby of sexual harassment and assault, during the interview, Don Lemon asked her why she didn't essentially fight him off. Why did she didn't, quote, gnaw her way out oh of danger? I mean, um, you remember in Ferguson as well, you know, he commented, and it seems like there are a lot of people here smoking weed or marijuana. Mm-hmm. With Don Lemon, again, I think it's a tight knot. I understand that last interview he did, he confronted, you know, a really shitty racist politician who was saying incredibly anti-Black things. I think it's broke clocks are right Twice <laughs> occasionally, but that doesn't yeah. mean I trust it. And I think, yeah. you know, as, as Zach pointed out, it was like, this was already like, the writing's wrong. Mm-hmm. the wall. I yeah. want to make that clear. Yeah, I do want to point out to anybody who's celebrating the Tucker Carlson of it all, that seat will be filled and they'll keep yeah. doing what they do. It's really hard to overstate the Fox to GOP politician pipeline. There are things that have happened in our politics that are directly the result of things Tucker Carlson has said on the air. We'll forget, <laughs> like, after he talked about it and said, 
All the governors on the southern border should arm their states. Governor Abbott did it. He sent troops to the border mm-hmm. after Tucker Carlson said to do it. After Tucker Carlson was making fun of Martha's Vineyard, Ron DeSantis sent immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. During the January 6th investigations, Kevin McCarthy, now Speaker of the House, secretly sent Tucker Carlson hundreds of hours of insurrection video that Tucker then doctored and put on his own air to make it seem as if that insurrection was a picnic. Whether or not Tucker Carlson is there, we need to constantly watch the connection between Fox News and the GOP. It is a direct pipeline. And if that pipeline is not cut off, the problem's still there. Don't matter if it's named Tucker or Gretchen or whoever. And a great example of this, if you all want to see what happens next, potentially in the chapter of Tucker Carlson, is looking at Alex Jones's career. Right. You know, Tucker Carlson was borrowing from Alex Jones and InfoWars heavily to create Tucker Carlson's show. And now he could have a future just like him, building mm-hmm. his own very muscular media arm that uh-huh. will do damage to you know so many lives like we've seen with Alex uh-huh. Jones. And, you know, and even personally, I mean, people in my life know this, Tucker Carlson's come after me in the past uh-huh. and it's resulted in death threats uh-huh. and security issues at my job. So, you know, Sam is right. Tucker Carlson's a problem, but it's that media apparatus of Fox News where they've really stoked paranoia in this audience and they deploy that fear to change legislation, to change law, all this stuff all the time. And the great show to watch is Succession, which shows you, you the interiority of, yes. of that apparatus. And I yeah. know we need to move on, but I think this is incredibly important for Don Lemon and for the rest of us. Just because you're not a white supremacist does not mean you're not an asshole. Does what? not mean you will not be held to account for your own toxicity. It is not enough to be able to say, well, at least I'm not them. That's not how it mm-hmm. works. That's not there the world go. I want to live in. There and then go. beyond this, and this is a whole other conversation that I would love the three of us to have, but as three black gay men, I think it's really important for us to say loud voiced, sexism is sexism. Misogyny mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. no place in the vibe I'm trying to create. Just because yeah. I am a black gay man in a white supremacist country, I do not believe I am entitled by or freed by letting off steam by being a sexist or transphobic yeah. jerk. And we there really need go. to interrogate that shit. Yeah. Hell yes. It's a good note to end on. It's time for a quick break. Stay tuned. More Vibe Check after the break. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or Lending Partner Banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Hey there. Zach Stafford, co-host of Vibe Check. And something I heard really early on in my career was this phrase that has never left me. It is, you can't be what you can't see. And for me, that is so true. All of the Black people I got to grow up and watch on television, be journalists, and so much more are the foundation to why I continue to have a media career. And that's the case for so, so many people. And if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices in media, you can find all of them on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. 
Now they are. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back, my loves. We are going to switch gears, or are we? I feel like this is this episode is the come to your three mothers and let us tell you about yourself. I could always tell when Saeed is ready. Listeners, you can't say this, but, but like when Saeed is getting geared up, he runs his hand like, through his hair to the side. I do That's play with my hair as I'm processing. I was like, you know what? Um, well, we are going to change gears. And it's been a minute since we've done this. But yeah, we decided to maybe give some advice. And so y'all sent in a lot of questions. The first one is actually from several people. But as it turns out, and maybe it's summer's coming up, people are thinking about being single. And so these are from two different people. But I thought we'd start here. One person asked, any advice for people out here who are really tired of being single? And this is a little different. Is there an age at which it's appropriate to settle for a partner so you don't die alone? I I guess to get us started, because I think the second question is actually pretty easy. No, there's no need for anyone to settle. Age, I really believe, is one bit of data. It's more about how you feel, how, you know, your relationship to life, to joy, to curiosity. I don't think you need a partner at any age. Do y'all? No. Well, a lot of times when I see people saying, I need a partner, I need a partner, what they're really saying is, I need community. Yeah. I need community. I need friends I can trust and rely on. I need people and places and things that are part of my weekly, daily routine. So ask yourself what you really want and be specific and write it down. Do you want a man or woman in your house all day, every day? Or do you want a hobby? Do you want to Join a social club. Do you want to volunteer and mentor to build a community? I think that's the first thing to really ask yourself. You know, when we're lonely, a lot of times we think the only fix is a romantic partner. The Mm. fix for loneliness is other people. And that can come in any number of ways. I made a very pointed effort as we emerged from pandemic to start to build in time in my life to do the things that I missed doing with other people that weren't my job. I did not want to have a life where it was like my only life was my work friends or a partner. I play my saxophone again now. I've been taking saxophone lessons. Mm -hmm. I jam out with friends. I've built a community there. I have other friends who have joined running clubs. I have other friends who have hobbies that bring them in touch with other people like knitting or crocheting or whatever. I think sometimes that's really what you want. Um, And it's okay if you build a life around that and not around a romantic partner. I also think when anyone says, will I die alone? You could have a partner and kids and still die and you're feeling still alone. alone. You can have eight kids who might not take care of you when you're old. Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you this, you have the wrong people around you, you'll feel even more alone while being exactly. in a house with someone. Like you really need to do that soul work that you're talking about, Sam, of really communicating to yourself what is it exactly you need and seeing everywhere else it shows up. Because, you know, all of us have partners on this show, but I yeah. would say that uh, none of our partners are everything for all of us. Sure. All yeah, and here. they can't be. And they uh. can't be. That's too much to put on one person. But, you know, Craig does so much for me, but I also get so much from my best friends, from my family, my mom, all these people. And it's kind of a kaleidoscope of people. Uh-huh. Then then to push, because people are like, yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> but but, let's, <laughs> but. <laughs> let's say someone is single and does have 
have a robust, rich circle. Mm-hmm. And the three of us have all been in the situations where we yeah. have great friendships and maybe even great family relationships. And Let's say you're, you've got all that going on too, but you're like, and I do want a romantic relationship. Has mm-hmm. the, Do you have any thoughts for what to do when you're just like, yeah, I, I specifically yeah. want a romantic relationship? I think like a lot of times, and this gets back to the whole, you know, lowering your expectations or settling thing that comes up a lot. I think we got to reframe that thinking. And what I have tried to be really intentional about in my relationship, which is going strong, you got to ask yourself, like, how much can anyone ever expect of one person? And how much is fair to expect from one person? I think the fantasy of Western love and forever relationships tells us that our partner should be our best friend our financial partner, help us raise kids together. We should all have the same interests and and want the same things all the time. No one person can do all of those things for you. And so don't think about it as settling when you say yes to a person who can't be all of those things. Just say, no one can do that. And I can build those parts of my life that I need through other relationships. Okay. Any last thoughts on this one, Zach? Last thoughts on this. I'll give you some like as an ex dating app executive at Grinder is what I learned so much about dating and love for people. And what I've, what I've allowed to play out in my own life is that you have to always allow surprise to show up in your life, mm. especially with love and romance. All of us, to what Sam's pointing to, have this script we think we're supposed to be following, this path we're supposed to be going towards that's supposed to check off boxes that tell you that you're in love and in a good love. And we see that with dating apps like Hinge and Tinder, not as great at dating all the time because you have a really preconceived notion of what you're expecting out of someone. There's a script they've built, there's a profile they've built, all these things. Grinder's really productive because you get on, you have really low expectations, and someone can surprise you and you can really be open to a lot. So I think if the current scripts you're following your life, the current path you're walking down, try a new one. Surprise yourself. Take the left when you use usually take the right. Like, Do something different on your side and difference will show up for you, I think. I like that. And let go of rom-coms. They put forth <laughs> a truly harmful version of romantic yeah. love. I don't think you would take relationship advice from fairy tales either. So. There you go. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so next question. Let me set this up. Let's say you have a great longtime friend, right? And y'all talk about a lot of things, a lot of exchange. Um, let's say that there is a particular dynamic in their life. Let's say it's a job. Let's say it's a relationship. Let's say whatever it is. And let's say this has been going on for maybe even more than a year. What do you do when you've gotten to the point where you feel like you've heard, we've had a lot of sessions, we've gone out and have fun, we've had the cry session, we've had the distraction session, and you begin to feel like you're hearing the same issue over and over, or you're like repeating the same advice over and over. You know, that moment where, and this can happen with close friends where you're like, honey, you're stuck in a loop and now I'm stuck in the loop Mm -hmm. with you. And as Sam was kind of just saying, at some point you got to step out and and I can't Mm -hmm. make you do that. Do you have thoughts about how to, you know, it's someone you care about compassionately kind of signal, hey. I had this moment with a loved one a few weeks ago where I felt like they were in a loop around a thing and they kept talking to me about it. And I'd given them my advice like twice. Finally, I said, stop, hold on. You're grown and you're going to do what you want to do. You've heard my advice. I think we're done with this. And there have been several times in my adult life where I've said to people who I love, you're grown and you're going to do what you want to do. And sometimes just saying that with a straight face shuts them the hell up. People are grown. (laughs) So try that. Look him in the you're eyes lying. and say, you're grown and you're going <laughs> to do what you want to do. That'll shut him up. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And then the other side of that is 
you ask this person, if they're telling you a story that you've heard a bunch, you say to them, what do you want me to say out of this? Mm. Like you've said this a bunch before. What are you looking for? Are you looking for advice or are you just looking for a safe space to say the there story you go. over and over again? And whatever answer that is, if it is like, I do need you to solve it and you do give advice and they don't take it, you just start pointing that out. Be like, listen, hey girl, I gave you advice last week. You didn't listen to it. You did what you thought. And like, I'm going to stop answering. And I know that can be hard to say, but I think just like, listen to your body. If you find yourself like tensing and like shutting down, mm-hmm. say that to the friend. Hey, I've heard this story a bunch. I love you. But like you say it a lot. I'm just not able to engage right now. Mm-hmm. So just boundary setting is really good. And also telling people you don't want to talk about it. Sorry. And just Bam. moving on. Because it is a relationship. You know, it's, a, yeah. it's two ways. Yeah. I guess the two things I would say, what's really important with this type of issue, and it will come up, is you, you've got to be a good friend. You know what I mean? Like, like to mm-hmm. me, in order for this kind of interaction to be productive and clarifying, you have to have a good friendship beyond whatever is going on with this one dynamic. Do you consistently show up for them? You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. can't be like a a middling friend and then try to be like you're grown. You you know, like that's not going to yeah. work out. You have, so hopefully yes. you you know, and 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 I think Cultural only you know that. It may not even be friendship. This could be a work dynamic. But it's like, do you have a good, healthy kind of dynamic Mm -hmm. with this person that will allow you to have Mm -hmm. that? And then the second thing, I guess what I would say is, I like to self-narrate. So I'll go, you know what? Can I be honest? I feel like we're in a loop. Are we in a loop? Do you feel yeah. like we're in a loop? <laughs> Sight <laughs> you know, is good it's with like this. Sight is a, always more gracious with this. Yeah. Yeah. And, then they, and maybe they go, no, it's different. Or, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Or, why do you feel that way? But it's kind of mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, non, a non-aggressive way of still kind yeah. of being like, Sight I need is to good send up this. a signal flare. Because oh, you know. once I get fed up, I'm blunt. But no, that is a nice way to take care of it. You are very blunt. I would say that we're all showing you that like, if you do have multiple friends or people in your life, that each person can provide a different That's way a to good deal point. Each of the three yeah. of us would probably like, have a different like, way. Sam is who you go. If you want like a very de- decisive kind of thing, <laughs> Sam Sanders. If you want diplomacy, you know, you come to me and I'll tell you how to like, play a game. And Sai Jones is going to be the one that's like giving you that motherly love. I'm like, girl, I think yeah. we're in a loop. What's like, going I think on? we're lost, girl. <laughs> also, uh, the, we're lost. a very good thing someone told me recently about advice with adults was a simple thing. She said, most people don't actually want advice. They want affirmation. So just keep that in mind, period. That is true. Yes, that's so true. Well, we'll leave it there for now, but we're really excited. If you enjoyed this advice type segment, first of all, know that you can always email us at vibecheck at stitcher.com. And, you know, as, as the podcast continues to grow and develop, we'll keep an eye out for those questions and maybe do other segments like this. But also, very soon, we're excited to share, we are going to be guests on Dear Prudence. We are longtime fans of Dear yeah. Prudence. So, so look out for that. That'll be really fun. This is Slate's advice column, which also has a podcast. Yeah, it's a, it's wonderful. We, I'm very nosy, too, so I love reading the letters. Um, but we're going to take <laughs> another break, and we'll be right back. Save big money on protecting your garden. Now at Menards. Messina's Animal Stopper is a liquid repellent that prevents pesky animals from damaging your garden. Available in a convenient, ready-to-use bottle. It lasts for up to 30 days, regardless of weather and watering. Save big money on Messina's Animal Stopper at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals happening now. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. 
But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. All right, we are back. And before we end the show, we'd each like to share something that's helping us keep our vibes right or throwing us off this week. But I think all of ours are like vibe stabilizers. So to begin, I'd love to tell everyone that if you're bored and looking for something new to watch, definitely watch Shrinking on Apple Plus with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. Definitely watch it if you enjoyed our last segment about advice and therapy, because the whole show is about therapists and one of them, Jason Siegel, begins telling his clients exactly what he thinks they should hear, oh. not like bullshit. So it's really mm. fun to watch a therapist. He, he was pulled like, the I Sam. The vibe check and Sam, Sam, yes. Sam. lit something Sam. up in me. He's like, he, said, he wakes you up one day, you're like, do what you yes. want to do. <laughs> he literally does that to Sam in an episode. He's just like, no, this is bullshit. Do this. And he like literally tells, this is the first episode, he tells a, a woman to leave her husband, like which oh. therapists never do. And it, oh. like, it's really interesting. So okay. if you're in therapy, you're interested in advice, Watch this show. It's really wonderful. And it's that good old Apple content, which there's never a true villain. Everyone's kind of complicated and everything's still lovely. And it's set in the Pasadena, California. Oh, beautiful. Okay. What about you, Sam? What are you vibing with? I was blessed this weekend to hang out with two of my favorite book people in the flesh, Hung with Saeed and our friend Tracy, who hosts the Stacks podcast all about books. And she was raving about this book by Matthew Desmond called Poverty by America. A lot of you might know Matthew Desmond from his previous book all about eviction called Evicted. It was a big deal. He's also a previous MacArthur Genius Grant winner. But his new book basically asks a very simple question. If America is the richest country in the world, why are so many Americans literally in poverty. And he doesn't just Mm. seek to answer the question. He seeks to implicate all of us in this process. He says that if we aren't poor and we are benefiting in America right now, we are part of the problem. And part of that poverty is on us too. So I started reading it last night and I can't put it down. I think Saeed's reading it too. It's good and worth your time. And this is why, again, the Stacks podcast by Tracy, we recommend it because I did. I bought a book on the way home, and I, I, I started reading Poverty by America as well. And yeah, he, he his thesis is brilliant because he says too often work about poverty just focuses on evoking poverty, like a mm-hmm. documentary, and you just spend time. And it's like, yeah, you do need to understand and have some appreciation of how the poor lives. But people in this country aren't poor because they're poor. They're poor because of rich people. They're poor yeah. because of the institutions, right? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's like this, this displacement. And I just got to a section where he shows with TANF funds, something we've talked about with the state of Mississippi and Brett Favre, for example, and Sam did a great job of showing how the Clinton administration made it so states get to decide how they spend those TANF funds. And so it's like a lot of the money that's supposed to be helping poor people in this country literally doesn't reach the people. Instead, it's being exactly. spent on literally anything else. And um, oh, yeah. good book. Good book. It's a good book. That's yeah. interesting. Slay, what about you? Yeah, yeah. So my uh, recommendation is a song. It's from a Broadway show that I know nothing about. <laughs> You're a Broadway girly? I would like to say I'm Broadway adjacent. Um, Okay. But it's a Broadway show called Shucked. I believe it Ah. involves corn. And a it, lot it of corn, corn ones. I don't even care. I don't. Even, it, look, the fact my recommendation has nothing to do with the show. I hope it's good. But here's the tea. I love Alex Newell. 
Okay. Amen. Alex Newell is the truth. They, them pronouns. They are such an incredible performer. I fell in love with them because of their performance in the show Once on This Island, which is the only Broadway show I've gone to see twice. And so when I found out that Alex had a song and a role in this new show, I like looked it up. It's on Spotify. It's streaming. You can listen to it now. The song is called Independently Owned. I'm independently owned and operated the only thing around here that's incorporated I do it all and it's fine by me I'm a one woman whiskey dynasty the writers know Alex knew they know what time it is they were like we're gonna give yeah. Alex a song that lets Alex belt and growl and just do all the wonderful and it's great so literally I know nothing about this show but <laughs> listening to that song it's sunshine and it's really and, and actually oh, to go to our that. advice column it's about someone who's like I'm independent I don't need yeah. another person like I'm good my life is fulfilled and rich and if someone wants to come and adore me and support me that's great but until then I'm vibing you know so, uh, I'm so glad you recommended this. Shucked is for those who are interested. Shucked is a show about corn. Is it it's good? A town. It's, it's a great <laughs> show. It's a town uh, called I think Cop County, and all the corn starts dying. Um, and a character has to go to Tampa Bay to kind of figure out what's happening to the corn and get oh, help my. to save the town. Okay. Um, so it's a you know climate. Labor, poverty, food, all these things. But Alex Newell originated the role, and uh, that's why it's so, so great. Okay. Alex was like literally, you know, Alex was front of mind through the whole process. Oh, so that's okay. why that song is so it's huge. It's so great. And, you know, it, feel, it feels like very Sagittarius and very sad to be like, I have no idea what the show's about, but I do like this one. <laughs> the song is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's my uh, recommendation. Well, you can go see it on Broadway, okay. and the Tony nominations are coming out soon, and Alex Newell will probably be nominated. Her. And be one of the first I mean, like, non binary people. If this to be song is any indication and and I, you know Alex knew was just an incredible queer black performer and it's really good to see someone getting roles that it seems like are written for them yeah. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like not a little bit part or anything but like no here you are brilliant and you deserve like to really be in the spotlight so yeah yeah love so, it truly and was on Glee if you're like why does that name sound I try to forget but yes was a Glee girl <laughs> oh, Glee. I'm, sure, I'm sure Alex does too <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that we should have Alex Newell to talk about that time. Ooh, their we should have a Glee <laughs> episode because that show was Glee. such a mess. Anywho, yeah. Anywho. messier than anyway. Don Lemon, honey. Well, hey, um, hey. <laughs> all right, so listeners, what are y'all feeling this week or not feeling? Let us know as always by checking in with us at vibecheck at stitcher.com. That's the show, corn and all, tea and all gossip and all thank you for listening to this week's episode uh, and if you love the show and want to support us please make sure to follow the show on your favorite podcast listening platform and tell a friend and also write a review those help too according to the algorithm gods and tell your friends in real life when you're at brunch this weekend over that second or third or eighth mimosa ask them to listen to vibe check it'll work trust me also a huge <laughs> thank to our producer Chantel Holder engineer Brendan Burns and Marcus Holm for our theme music and sound design also special thanks to our executive producers Nora Ritchie at Stitcher and Brandon Sharp from Agenda Management and Production. We want to hear from y'all. Don't forget, you can email us at vibecheck at stitcher.com and keep in touch with us on Instagram at Zach Staff, at The Ferocity, and at Sam Sanders. And we love when people use the hashtag vibecheckpod on Twitter. We're still there for now. You know, I it's kind of weird. So little now. It's a mess. I, I yeah. peak. I look. I look. But <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just depressing now. <laughs> and stay tuned for another episode next week. 
Bye. Bye. Stitcher. Did you know that more than 113,000 children are waiting to be adopted from foster care? Ellie was one of them. When she was placed in foster care at 16, after experiencing significant abuse, she felt unlovable. Thankfully, Ellie was adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. Today, she's planning on college and has a bright future. But more than 20,000 teens age out of care every year. You can help. Visit DaveThomasFoundation.org slash learn more. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Master Force Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Master Force tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money.